Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. Stop it. Thank you, Bob. I haven't heard that in a while. I almost forgot to stop dying. Well, you got to remind the young people to stop dying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God, God bless it. You know, luckily we had a scare the other day. We had a client leave on a Friday and on the Monday we heard she had passed and oh oh my God, you know, but it was one of those things where, you know, what ran through the whole facility and it's got everybody. And it's like one of those, God damn it. Anybody, but her, she was, she had so much set out for her to do. And then we find out an hour and a half later that it wasn't true. And it was just like, uh, everybody, it's back to business as usual. All, all of a sudden, people were going to pay attention. And, and you know what, man, we got we to gotta batten down the hatches and take this thing seriously. And then they find out she's not gone. And it's just like, did, oh, she, OD, did, she, did she OD, but just not die? Or was That's the way I heard it. Yeah. 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 That happened when I was working at PRC. One of the, I mean, it's funny because the girl did eventually get sober and I see her. And so we can joke about it or whatever. But, um, she od she discharged we had the coining out ceremony chuck you you've been right to, yes mike we do see, i don't i don't mean to exclude you mike but you've just never been in rehab you just got sober in aa you never went to rehab so you don't know the rehab culture what is this rehab you speak of it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's a place well you know what uh joe riley this old aa guy at the white flag meeting in downtown la in the 80s said to me, Chuck, and you'll love this. He said, hey, I hear you work in one of those places. And I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. And he goes, mm-hmm. and this had, a, this had a break at the white flag meeting, which was a male stag that had been going on for 50 years since the 1960s, early 60s. And he, he was about 75 years old. And he goes, he goes, I hear you work in one of those places. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you know what does what old timers say about those places? And I said, what? And he goes, those places are where you go when you're thinking about getting sober. When you decide you want to be sober, you come to AA. <laughs> well, you know what? There might be some truth in that. That the anti-AA thing, you know, that most kids have kind of dissipates. There's hope. That's what I think. Anyways, so. So this girl does the coining out, Mike, at the end of, she was in for like 90 days, I think. You do the coining out ceremony. So everyone holds a coin. You go around the room. Everybody tells you, you know, how much they love you. You're my new best friend or, you know, I hate you and you stole my uh, underwear or whatever. It just goes around. (laughs) It can be different, can't it? (laughs) It can be everything and more. Yeah. So 25 people say goodbye to the person then. Then the counselor, me, I say goodbye, and then you give it to them, and then they give their speech of graduation, what they learned, and all that. Literally, Chuck, this is literal. Her mother was waiting in the lobby to pick her up. She, she somehow went after the coining out ceremony, went and saw her mom, went out to the car, told her mom she needed something to go back inside and get and OD'd in her mother's car in the parking lot of the rehab. God. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, sometimes sad. those things are But wonderful. she didn't die. She didn't die. It was like t- 15 years ago. Right. It's not like what, now. It's not where, like now. <laughs> right. Now the, it's, it's crazy. But the, I, I, do you remember your coining out thing? I remember this, this, one, this one girl that didn't like me she was the one that was uh, somehow related to Dahmer and I was telling Dahmer jokes and she got all upset and went to the office. I actually, uh, I said, yeah, did you hear Jeffrey Dahmer got out of jail, but it cost him an arm and a leg. Ha ha ha. And I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> and she went and told Art over at, at, uh, at the rock center. And he told me to pack my shit because her uncle or somebody had been eaten by Dahmer. And I, oh I, didn't, know, and I didn't know that. Oh Good job, Chuck. And anyway, I know. I didn't know. He goes, <laughs> I go, do you really think if I knew that, I, we, I'd be talking about it? That's not cool. And when my coin out with her, she said, one day your canary or your alligator mouth is going to get your canary ass in a whole lot of trouble. Oh, yeah, she was yeah. right. She was that, right. It's It's that, been happening since 1991 like that with her. She was right. That, 
That's yeah. a that's a straight up street prison turn uh saying like that. <laughs> she she was rough. I don't think there's anybody here that hasn't gotten in trouble because of their mouth. Me, you, and Bob. Oh, I'm oh. I I oh was I was an Olympic <laughs> Bob might be the king. I Bob, was an Olympic gold medalist in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. I don't know, Chuck. You don't Poor know Bush. a lot of the Thelonious monster stories. Let me tell you some of the uh-huh. Thelonious monster story. So we were on Epitaph, then we went to Relativity. That's the two records Mike plays on are in Relativity. And then we get this big, I got a solo deal at RCA, then Thelonious Sponsor got a record deal at Capitol. This poor guy named Rob Gordon, it's the nicest guy in the world, Chuck, like a you. He's like a you, <laughs> but he works in the music business, right? Oh, Just the nicest you, guy. And he had the misfortune of being Thelonious Sponsor's uh and our relativity <laughs> oh boy then he then he gets a promotion or gets a job going from an indie to a major label and he's at capital and who's the first man he gets Methodius monster and he's oh. just like oh my god how can this be happening to me how can this band be following me <laughs> and bob is like the is like the wolf in sheep clothing when there's a nice person to him anybody was nice to bob it was so, like man watch out yeah. for your fucking record and he's the nicest for- guy and so so he the, the people at capital the president of capital wanted to sign us but the people there didn't like us because they worked in la and they knew you know how he much knew what you we were, were. Yeah. So, the, so rob's plan rob's plan was to have me and rob graves go on k-rock and talk about the new album and pipe it in through the capitol records tower so that all the staff members could see the bob forrest has turned over a new leaf he's a sober guy oh, now shit. he's a different guy it's gonna be wonderful it was just like uh you know, the the rebranding of Thelonious Monster, if you want to say a 20, 2021 version of it. So on K-Rock, they had not played our single. It was called uh, Body and Soul. And they had not, it was, uh, we already knew that they weren't going to add it. So if you're not added to K-Rock, you're like fucked in your next two years of your life. are just going to be touring the same venues you already played and whatever. So I wasn't happy about going to K-Rock. But then there, I wasn't happy about Capital either because I blamed Capital for not getting the song added to K-Rock, right? Are you following me? <laughs> yeah. So I walk into the K-Rock studios hating K-Rock and Capital. How no, do you think it went, hey. Chuck? How do you think that interview went that piped through the Capitol Records Tower? Well, you're pretty good with your <laughs> poker face and you're keeping your emotions <laughs> under control. So I'm sure it did not. I'm sure go it went well. swimmingly. So then Rob, <laughs> I think Rob was running through the tower trying to find how to turn it off. Oh my God. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> connect, you know what? You're one these of, speakers. You guys, you guys should do like an eight. An eight-episode cartoon series of Thelonious Monster. I yeah, know these it would days, be good. Because these days when they have the adult cartoons where they're doing insane, insane things, I think those those stories would make great cartoons. Well, we need more backup than me and Mike because a lot of times he or I were unconscious. But the greatest moment ever <laughs> is Mike is mad at me for some reason. Mike would get so Indian drunk. I know you can't say that, but Native American oh, drunk. That's all right. I'm Indian. You can say it around me. I'm okay there's a, with there's it. something that happens in this native american mike mark when he gets he he has one drink too many chuck oh, i don't know God. when that is because usually on average day he'd have 20 or 30 and he'd be fine but there's this 31 drink yeah. that well, mike 31. just turns <laughs> the 31st 31 the 31st yep. drink <laughs> mike mark becomes like a violent crazed maniac that that comes up with conspiracies and things that are against him that have no basis in reality. And, and this one windows. night, he just, uh, yeah, he just he punches drug dealers that are giving us free drugs. Chuck, how about that? <laughs> All right. So, so I this one night, I think lot. it was in San Francisco or it could have been Long Beach. He's mad at me <laughs> and I said something snide to him before we went on, like, you know, we're going to kick you out or whatever, you know, and he, I come, I go walking up to my mic. I feel Mike coming at me to punch me, right? He's got his black Les Paul on. He's holding on to the, with the left hand. He's going to punch me with his right hand. I move backwards because I see him coming. He misses me, 
somehow hits himself in the face and knocks himself out and knocks himself out as we're walking out on stage. Chuck. No, that he's just laying there. See, that's a cartoon thing because you could never get an that actor to do that. Happened, Mike. You know that that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good defensive move by you. <laughs> that was one. What? Whoa, that must have been a hell of a haymaker. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, uh, but I think I think what he did is once his arm, or his right arm was swinging around, he hit his left arm that was holding the neck of his guitar. I mean, he hit himself in the head with the guitar. Chuck, that's how much, that's how much momentum I had. <laughs> oh, he, he, he would have knocked your head clear off oh, your shoulders. Let's just tell There's other good night oh, no. stories. He, he this is going. a great one. At Bogart, this, when Rob Graves... God rest his soul in peace. Probably the greatest bass player I ever played with. And you know the other ones I played with. So think about that. So Rob Graves, I'll tell Rob Graves story. Rob Graves would rehearse in our rehearsal room and literally be so high that I would watch his eyes roll back in his head and be unconscious, Chuck. He was not of this world, but yet his fingers were still playing bass. He would play. I don't know how he did it. No way. I swear yep. to God, Mike, am I kidding? No, he would be was, nodded out unconscious, but his fingers would be playing bass. Amazing yep. bass. So, so Rob was a pretty, you know, he was a man who liked indulgences. He was a drug addict too, but, but he was frustrated with Mike. So Mike didn't have an amp. He had pawned his amp. So, right. and we got some money in from merch or something. And so we nominated Rob to go with Mike to go get uh, Rob and Chris <laughs> Hansen to go get Mike's uh, amp out of pond before yeah. the gig in Long Beach. Bogarts. Yeah. They go down there early. They get the amp that set up at sound check. I get there. We actually sound check. Everybody's cool. We're going to go eat. We're going to come back. We come back and Mike's amp is gone. Let, let's, Swear to wait, God, we are in yeah. Long Beach. Okay, so we are in Long Beach, right? This Chuck, is where Chuck, I between scored. Between seven thirty at night, at the end of sound check, and ten fifteen when we go on to play, Mike's amp is gone. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. And yeah. I was high, and I was very high. <laughs> and so, but 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 unlike I don't know other, what happened. But unlike other musicians who would just disappear in the night, like Steve Jones, I could tell you a story about Steve Jones that that you know similar thing. But he just doesn't show up for the gig. That's the thing to do if you're going to take off with the money that the band gave you. Don't don't show up at the gig. Mike shows up at the gig with an acoustic twelve string and says, "It's going to sound great. I'm just going to go direct. It's going to sound great." <laughs> Yeah, and Peter, like you're the lead guitar player in a fucking rock band. How is a twelve string guitar, acoustic guitar, and he go, and he's starting to play all the riffs like he can play them on an acoustic guitar. It's going to be just fine. Chuck. I wanted just to get paid. I wanted to also get paid at the end of the night. That's my right. yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Bogarts was a good place. Did it fall that into the ocean? I heard it fell into the ocean. No, 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 no. no. It's it turned it actually it turned into a coffee club. Underneath Bogarts uh was turned into a coffee club. Like for yeah. years. Marina, Marina so wasn't Pacific. there something where the water was coming in and, and it was wearing away on the uh, somebody told me that it was no. having, it shut down or no, no? No, no, it just went out of business, man. Yeah, was just, there a, it, no, was there a club that closed down because water was coming in? Global warming? I don't know. I've never so, so anyways, I don't know, Chuck. We haven't talked to you in a long time. I don't know if you saw all the f- pushes on your phone about a week ago about the 30% increase. How about this for statistics during COVID? 30% increase in overdose death. 50% increase in diagnosis of depression or anxiety. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's never happened in one year ever. So yeah, America no. is depressed, anxious, and on drugs. And fuck. And I'm up. talking about and millions. <laughs> and I'm talking about millions of people, not just the uh, near do wells that we're dealing with. I everybody mean, is, is, everybody has noticed that something is fucking going on, man. People are just fucking angry and fucking drive like nuts. They don't listen. You know, they don't. I had this great. I get those, you know, people send me those feeds of, of either, you know, I have conservative friends. Chuck, listen to this. I have conservative mm-hmm. friends 
that mm. sell me send me when liberals act inappropriately towards Trumpers or towards conservatives, right? So mm -hmm. they're saying, you know, they're saying all the mean stuff. I hope you die of COVID. You fucking, uh, you know, like <laughs> so. People send yeah. me these ugly videos, right? So my conservative friends tell me that send me the ones that make liberals look awful. Then of course I have a majority of liberal friends. They send me all the Trump, you know, calling people. There's a there's a term there's this Trumper woman calling this journalist uh, a libtard a yeah. libtard. No. Oh yeah, that's is, that's that's one of the favorites. It's, it's one of it's, it's a liberal retard or something. Yes, exactly. It, it's pretty so much anybody like, that's not one of them is what it is. Okay, so you've heard the term? I had never. Oh heard yeah. That. Get this though, the, the video it's like this sixty four year old pearl wearing grandma in florida <laughs> calling this black journalist a libtard <laughs> it's just like yeah it's never like 64 year old grandma's yeah, yeah, yeah. never called people names when i was a kid this is awful and sid yes. now loves when she see here's me watching a video on the phone she comes running over because she wants to see it because <laughs> she thinks it's i don't know what she thinks sometimes there's videos of her and she wants to see it or what and she's watching it and it's one of those one of, well sydney says let me see let me see and she's and it's one of those videos that somebody sent me of liberals being awful to these conservative people walking out of something right um and uh and sid looked at it and then looked at me and said why are those so why are they so mad right out of the, mm -hmm. out of the mouths of babes chuck why are they so right. mad and i I don't really know what to tell her. Why are they so mad? I think we're all thinking that. Why are they so mad? What are they so mad about? Uh, you know, I mean, it's the la it's the last administration, man. I'm sorry, I don't think but, it's know. that. These, I, they, I don't know. I don't know. You this know, is, it, I, the divide. Listen, there, there's never been Trump? there's never you, been Izzy, but there's never been anybody that's been so gone. free to call. He's yes, gone. but there's never been anybody to, that was so free to call people names. You know, use such uh, yeah, but rhetoric. if you put somebody down for doing something and say it's inappropriate, it doesn't give you the right to do it. This no, is I some am. twenty eight year old kids yelling mean stuff to this old couple walking out of some. You know, some and what Trump does that sound thing. like to you? What does that sound like to you? To does witness? that sound like Trump at a convention yelling, "Get him out of here! Hit him while you go! Kick him while you go!" Justify it, Mike. Is that what I, you think? I'm telling it you, it doesn't justify it. Our nation has always been guided by the president and his rhetoric. Mm. It has bullshit. It, Nobody cares who's president. Nobody cares. I, I disagree. I disagree. The whole thing, of course, it got ratcheted up a bit, but. The idea that if we say something isn't okay, like I saw, and the reason I jumped back off Facebook and I'm only on the, um, Instagram against pretty much is that, is that someone said, why isn't everybody blaming Biden for these COVID deaths the way they blame Trump? And it's just like, oh my God, are you going to go back and forth? When you said something is not okay, then you got to stand that ground. About no, it's we, called it's called forward. character. It's called character. People just don't have it anymore. And I think social media is where it all began. I think long before Trump, people were people. Were, Mike, long before Donald Trump was ever president, people said to me that they they hope my children get raped by a pedophile because I liked Michael Jackson. That was long before Trump. I think that was during Trump. So I would say, yeah, Trump certainly was a a he was a stirrer of it, but it existed before Trump. I really okay. believe that. And and here's the thing. Trump's gone. There's you know, I don't want to hear about it anymore. You just said it was social media. What was his platform? I just you're giving him too platform? much. You're giving him no. too much power. And then the idea would be, well, he's gone. Why does it remain? Yes, it started back in Nixon's day. Nixon Nixon was notorious for for trying to use the CIA and the FBI for for his political gain, and it, it started. With, I, I am with I'm him. talking about during during Nixon during even during Reagan. I mean, I, there's nobody that hated Reagan more than me. I still was cordial towards people who liked Reagan. Yeah, but he acted nice. 
Yeah, he was well. That's no. He acted with decorum, which is what we expect of people. There you go. He had tact, and he had enough intelligence. But what we've done is we've dropped the common denominator to the point where we don't expect as much from people, and and it gets hits and it gets sound bites. And that lady clutching her pearls, calling someone a libtard, is probably famous somewhere right now. There's probably people telling her, "Brave, you brave, you spoke your truth against the libtards," you know. So and so so anyway, so I had this idea for a a, a kind of a a shocking uh, uh, TikTok or something, something to push back. Chuck, tell me if this is right. I'm going to have Sydney and a bunch of parents who's, who don't mind their kids cussing or saying these types of things. We're going to make videos of children reenacting these horrible, hideous things that both conservatives do to liberals and liberals do to conservatives in public and have children, four and five-year-old children, saying these things directly to the camera. This is what we're teaching our children, that this right. kind of behavior is okay. That you can say whatever you want if somebody doesn't believe the same as you. That you can you can debase them, you can threaten them, you can you can say anything you want because you're right and they're wrong and they're they don't listen to you, so you don't have to listen to them. I just think it'd be so stark to have Sydney reenact what this liberal couple, these two girls and this guy, say to these poor old couple directly to the camera, right? It, it's just shocking what people are saying to each other in these Karen videos and all these videos. It's just right. hideous. It's hideous. And, and my four-year-old daughter saw it and said, why are they so mad? And I don't have an answer for them. And I do not believe it's because of Donald Trump. I do not believe that. I think he was a symptom of the disease and the disease has been growing for a long time. I, I, but I'm one of those weirdos that thinks that that's just a, uh, a political game to divide the people, you know, divide and conquer, keep the people fighting each other. And they don't look on what, look at what's going on at the top. Like, yeah. where did all the money come from for COVID when we were broke? How, how are all, how, where is all this money? It just, things just don't make any sense to me. I've been wanting to blow the thing up since I was a kid. I still think it's, it's a totally broken system and I don't think it's getting any better. But so, I don't have a replacement, so I'm just as bad as the hippies. I don't have an answer. So, so follow this. So I told you two statistics. I love statistics. 30% increase in overdose death. 50% increase in diagnosis of anxiety and major depression. Get ready for the one that's really going to affect this society for the, for the rest of my lifetime. 20% of all kindergartners supposed to start kindergarten in September, August and September of 2020, did not enter kindergarten. 20% of the entire nation, almost a million children, did not, did not, home, did not Zoom school nor go to in-person in learning. Didn't go to kindergarten. Wait, it gets worse. 20% yeah. nationwide, 42% in the inner cities of Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Chicago, 42% of kids that were supposed to go to kindergarten last year didn't go. Guess what you learn in kindergarten? Your ABCs and your one, two, threes. If you're, if they are now going to first grade right now, this week and the next week or the next couple weeks, they don't know their ABCs unless their parents taught it to them. And, oh, you know, and you know, one, no two, one was sitting home teaching their kids. They were hearing what was on the TV. They were hearing what was on the, the YouTube. Me, they were hearing they were hearing all the negative. To stuff. me, this is the most telling thing of what's going to happen. You are going to see the biggest dropout rate from high school in American history 10 years from now. Wow. Because early education is critical, critical in outcomes, educational outcomes. Now, we're not even talking about preschool or early education. We're just talking about the first thing anybody goes where they get a backpack and they go and they stand in line and they go get their desk and they do drawings and they do their one, two, threes and they learn how to write a one and an A. And the autonomy. 20% of the children in America didn't go to kindergarten last year. That's frightening to me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's frightening. That's that's frightening just for the fact that it, it that's 
part of the maturation process and as far as spending time away from the home and away from parents and learning how to socialize and doing all that, that's, that's huge too. That, not just the education, but the whole socialization is huge. And that's and, what everybody's missed out on. And, and kindergarten begins you learning to go somewhere and follow direction and be somewhere for a period of time and go home. It's like, it, it, it like, you know, prepares you for what first grade and the beginnings and of, of what school is. And these kids have no idea. So right now they're all going to first grade. I would say a lot of those 20% are probably going to go to first grade. You know why? Because kindergarten isn't mandated in like 22 States, including California. <laughs> you don't have to go to kindergarten, but really? first grade is, but first grade is. So you're going to have kids that have never been to school, Chuck, are going to be in the first grade class in like two weeks, in a week. Elvis's school starts on August 16th. That's like in eight days, right? Okay, yeah. Never have been to a classroom, never have been to school, and they're going to go to first grade. This is going to be, this is going to be the overdiagnosis of ADHD, of learning disabilities, of marginalizing kids. I'm telling you, this is the, the worst thing. And I thought 30% increase in overdose deaths was the worst thing. I figured it was going to be 8% anyways. This is awful. You know, this is going to be crazy. You're going to see this incredible increase in ADHD. And it's not ADHD. They didn't go to kindergarten. That's right. where you learn. It's expected. First grade is six hours a day, isn't it? It's 8 a.m. Yeah. to 1.30. You know, kindergarten's four hours. It's the way, you know, they're going to be expected to have never been in school and go for six hours next Monday. This is insane. America is insane. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, why is the media not talking about this? Why do they just talk about the same jack off shit every fucking day for fucking eight years? You know, they tell you what's what, how much Apple stock is worth. They tell you what Avengers movie made a hundred million dollars. They tell you the bachelorette's got a new boyfriend. It's all you talk about the political distraction. What about just the cesspool of meaningless nothingness that America just chows down on every day? Right. You know, I, I, I do like that on my Pluto TV, it doesn't, when you go up to the categories, it says news and opinion. It doesn't just say news. <laughs> it says news and opinion. And you know what? It's channels two, four, seven. It's news and opinion. News because, and opinion. <laughs> because it's most, for the most part, opinion. And it's things that really don't matter much to me on the day by day. But I see, I see my mental health increases incredibly when I, when I don't take that stuff in and when I'm not, but like the yeah, stuff, I when, I, when I do get the, the overdose stuff, I do like to bring that because it reinforces, like I just, the again, only media, the only media I get is a thing called Apple news. So I had just turned it off cause I can't stand it anymore. People magazine pushes and all this bullshit and it sucks you in. It just sucks. Oh, Paris Hilton's got a new cooking show. Ooh. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> so it sucks you in. So I'll disconnect it. I go in, I cancel my subscription. And then one reason or another, either the fucking Wall Street Journal or some or Bleacher Report will have some report that I want to read and you click on it and you have to be a part of Apple News, $9.99 a month to read it. And so then I, I'll go through like 10 of those, like, fuck it. I try to read the title. I try to find the story in a different way. And I can't and then finally just yesterday i just gave in because of all these basketball trades and i couldn't read about them <laughs> it's true it's all about basketball for me so we could go we need to go back to a town crier thing where we just hear the two or three things that are important i wish I, yeah i wish <laughs> i had i wish i had one friend that would just text me the stuff that i would find interesting like you know it's bad i tell you what it is it's basketball trades it's the, the drug epidemic and mental health epidemic over COVID lockdowns. They get the more and more data just keeps piling in week after week from 2020. Now it's just shocking. 
It's like, it's shocking. It's so... Yeah, yeah but you saw it. You felt it. I know, it. I lived I mean, it, but I want to make sure it's going on across the whole country. Because sometimes yeah. we live in an L.A. bubble. You know, there's another thing I was thinking about. There, uh, there are, somebody told me this thing, and it was years ago. There are like 3,000 treatment centers in Southern California. And Southern California would be, I guess, from the grapevine to San Diego, right? So 3,000 drug and alcohol treatment centers in this little portion of the world, right? Do you know how many drug addicts we must have imported from all over the country that have now relocated to Los Angeles because we gave them a one-way air ticket? I mean, think about it. Several a week for each of them. (laughs) Yeah, you're talking about, yeah, say 6,000. Okay, let's do the math. 6,000 a week. <laughs> that's uh, uh, 6,000 a week. So if, well, if times 50, it's yeah, times 52. <laughs> I don't even want to do that. That's 30,000 <laughs> times. And, and since the gold rush started like seven years ago, 210,000 drug addicts we've imported into California. Yeah, that, that's the, not a joke. Mike, we know that's where not they are. A joke. That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's on, no good on average i would say on average allo runs at about 50 percent native californians right and i think we're we run at a very high rate of native californians 50 percent. so 50 percent of the people are coming from arizona right. well, and illinois and you know new what, mexico you know and texas they're coming from other parts of the country we're bringing the worst of the worst chuck we're bringing the worst of the worst Rapers, murderers. <laughs> <laughs> we need walls around. You know, you know what's sad is the ones that have California addresses are usually imports anyhow. Like I'll get somebody that was like living in Garden Grove. I go, oh, so you're from Garden Grove? No, I just I came out here to treatment eight years ago, and I've been living in Garden Grove for the last eight years. Mike, and it's just- <laughs> Mike this has been going on for eight years. We just keep taking it. Hey, drug addicts, come to California. We can build. We can bill your insurance. You know, oh, so disgusting. I was I was talking to a guy the other day who doesn't even bother breaking this up into counties, and he just he, he does not like California. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I mean, he, he thinks <laughs> it is so funny what people outside of California think. They don't like California people not from it. We we've got a bad we leave a bad taste in the rest of the country's mouth, but yeah. that's okay. But don't uh, come here. Don't come here. It's, it's yeah, bad enough. Be, it's uh, bad uh, enough. <laughs> I get text messages all the time because people that really are zeroing in, you know, junkies, they are pretty smart uh, on certain levels. Common sense, not so much, but like getting what they want. Junkies are good. Survival, yeah. They're they're good at getting what they want. They're very focused. They're very intelligent at trying to get what they want. So I got this text message the other night, but I've gotten it several times. I sent it to a friend of mine so he knows what I go through. So the guy texts me, I kind of, I do know him. I know him from 20 years ago, but he texts me. He wanted to know um, if he came out here, could it be guaranteed that he, um, that he detox in Malibu? <laughs> like, like what kind of, why would you care where you detox, Chuck? Why would you care? Um, I'll tell is you it that detox, that- is it detox just like, throwing up feeling bad pooping a lot jacking off a lot isn't it just like the same whether you're in malibu or bumfuck arkansas isn't it pretty much the same detoxing well doesn't that tell you that that guy's nowhere near ready you talk about i mean i know the old rule hey i'm gonna tell you a joke depends on his insurance Not funny. <laughs> Jesus, he Lord. doesn't sound ready. Well, he's paying eighty percent. He's ready. <laughs> he's, he's, got he's got Aetna PPO. He's Aetna. Yeah. He's ready. No, he's ready. No, he's but, a- but but it is this sense, like this, like you know, am I detoxing in Malibu? Because you know, we have six beds of detox in Malibu and four beds in West LA. Right now, it should expand out, but but what would be the difference? Like, I can understand if you said, you know, I want to go to treatment in Malibu, but that's not what he said. He's very focused. And when I, when junkies talk, I listen. Like, why is he? So I text him back, like, dude, what's the big deal about detoxing? And he goes, I just want to be in one place. 
right? He just he doesn't want to go from a detox unit to a rehab center to an outpatient house. He just wants to be in one place. And I, I just text him back, honestly, those days are gone, bro. Should have gotten sober in the 90s like me. <laughs> in the 90s, in the 90s, Mike, you checked into a rehab and you stayed there till the end and then you went home. There was no outpatient, this patient, sober living, oh, blah, 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 this and that, detox over here. and blah, blah, blah. There was none of this shit. You went to a fucking rehab center. And, right. and, and most of them that I went to were social model detox also. Right. Which was uh, the ranch in Desert Hot Springs, um, the original Promises, which is now Aloe in West L.A. They had social model, de- model detoxes, Chuck. Yeah, I know. I and I was, too, good yeah. at, I was good at social model detox because I was always going in and out of rehab. So I was never that strung out. It would take you me like three told, days, you three days, told, and I'd feel fine. You should have told him, no, you're going to the ranch in Desert Hot Springs. That sounds good. <laughs> Do you, have you ever heard of that place, Mike? No, but it sounds great. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I took a lot. I took a lot it's of a people ranch. to the ranch. I took a lot of people to the ranch. Yeah. And, uh, it's, a, it's a unicorn ranch. And oh I, had taken, I had taken like two people. Then I took this really good friend of mine, and I didn't want him to see um how i didn't want him to see the facility chuck do you understand what i'm saying yeah because he had been to a lot of fancy facilities is so, it there still is it still there i think it's still there it's a great place the ranch and does hot springs so i didn't want him to see it he just knew he was kind of high smoking crack on the way and he knew that we were going to palm springs for rehab so i was assuming he thought he was going to betty ford time see so, let's wait let's expand <laughs> on that you're <laughs> You're in the car taking somebody to rehab and they're smoking crack in your car? Yeah, in the back seat I t- with the window down. I, that's I, fucking yeah. beautiful, man. That's fucking, that's a beautiful thing. People need to know that shit. Yep, it is. So they do. I'm thinking we left MAP like, MAP was on Vine and Melrose. And we left there like at 2.30. This is before all the bad traffic. This is in 97 or 98. And so we left there like at 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I'm thinking it's going to take two hours to get down there at 4.30. And this is in wintertime, so the sun was going to go down about 5.30. So I'm just driving really slow. I'm going like 57 miles an hour because I want it to be dark when we pull up. You understand? (laughs) (laughs) So I get out to like Banning Beaumont, and it's still bright and sunny. And it's like 4.30. And I'm like, holy shit. And then I'm like, are you hungry? And he's like in the backseat, like smoking crack. And he's like, no. No, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. <laughs> you, mean still, you mean he still got enough crack to go? Oh, yeah. He had a lot of crack. Please tell him we like, stopped to get some more crack. Like, <laughs> no, he had, like a hundred, he, had, he had like $100 worth of crack when he got in the car. Fuck, man. $100 worth of Hundred dollars worth of crack goes a long, long dude. I'd be telling you life. to fucking slow down, man, because I got a little crack so going I, here. I, I get off and I. And I, you know, there's McDonald's and all the typical things. I don't want to just drive through. I want to really slow down the pace so that it gets darker so that I can leave them. Because the worst thing is if you get somebody there and they won't check in or whatever. Now you got to drive back Mm -hmm. to L.A. with them. So I say, well, I'm going to go inside to this uh, pizza hut that's right in Banning. And he's like, are you are you serious right now? And I was like, yeah, you can stay out here. Don't get arrested. That's what I said. Oh, my God. And I don't get arrested beautiful <laughs> officer it's okay he's got he's yeah got some I'm, I'm bob force from the musicians <laughs> I'm bob program i'm a, yeah, I'm, a, I I'm, a, I'm a i'm so I'm, what is it called i'm i yeah no i'm i'm escorting this uh young man to rehab uh no reason to arrest me for the crack cocaine and heroin in the car it has nothing to do with me sir <laughs> yeah but then tweaky tweaky Mc- that's so rogue man that's so tweaky rogue. mcjunker those so i bring in my there. car it's <laughs> i went the pizza by myself had salad bar i waited on my pizza had some pizza it must have been 40 minutes till it started to get dark outside i went back out he was fine he was just in the back seats tweaking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had heroin too, like on foil. Or <laughs> so, so, oh, that makes it better. So, so then I just get back on the freeway. It's getting dark. I drive him out to the ranch, and I kind of, I get him inside, and he's kind of tweaked out. And I said, "Do all the rest of your heroin." I left him in the car for like twenty minutes, and um, and then I got him inside. And I got him inside so fast, and you're just in what looks like a sterile 
intake room. So still now, he's so high and it's dark, Chuck. He doesn't know he's not at a fancy rehab. And there's just this one guy kind of like doesn't know what he's doing, like the after six o'clock guy. You know what I'm saying? The intake person. <laughs> kind of like a tech okay. slash... Tech slash client doesn't know. Hey, how you're to do you're an covering intake. the desk tonight. Don't worry. Don't worry. No one's coming in. You're, you're no covering the desk. <laughs> and so he started to do the questions. And I said, Well, you know, I probably shouldn't be here for this because actually, legally, you shouldn't, right? right? Nobody should be witnessing how much drugs you take or what the, what the intake paperwork questions but legally it's perfectly fine to have them smoking crack and (laughs) smoking heroin well well, yeah it's legal Legal. bob wants to go (laughs) (laughs) i'm following the law guys (laughs) i'm following the law so i said you know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna uh just step outside and i stepped outside and i watched him and he was still answering the questions i could see him through the window and boom, you're gone. He was still answering the question. I got <laughs> in my car and I left. <laughs> How long before he called you? Oh, he called his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. 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 And he said, this place sucks. That's Wait, Elvis, wa- Elvis wants something. What do you want? I can't hear you. Oh, pull them out? Okay, go. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, all right. He loves snitching your sister up. Okay. Well, go. <laughs> Go, 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 go. Leave her alone. Just let her be. Just let her be. Let her be. Oh, my God. Such a snitch. Such a snitch. (laughs) Remember, Bob, it's only a snitch. How do you think I can stop that? For our listeners, you're only a snitch if it's to the police or in front of a judge. I know. So go, go, go. It's fine. So Sydney's crying. It's no big deal. That's what kids do. It's hard. It's hard about it. So Elvis is almost six years older than Sydney. And she still idolizes him and wants to be like him. But she can't, like, especially about video games. So she gets very frustrated and almost to the point of losing her mind if she can't mm. keep up with him on a video game. Now, on the darker side of it, he kind of likes that. He had a beaming uh, smile just now. That she's, she's crying. Upset. She's crying. <laughs> she sucks at this game. I'm so much better. <laughs> Is he going to hit you? <laughs> hey, Elvis. You Hi, love Elvis. <laughs> Elvis, what game are you playing? What game are you playing? I'm not playing anything, but she's falling because she can't play on the Xbox. Okay. All right, go, go, go. I'll deal with it. Okay, guys, we're going to have to wrap up. I've got a Plants vs. Zombies video game problem here at my house. Oh, my God. Anyways, when it's six years older, it's hard because the younger kid so wants to keep up with the older kid, and you're not going to be able to. Oh, you don't have to tell me. That's Tristan and Sasha. The, yeah, yeah, right. Six years apart. I don't. I you couldn't have said it any better. And or it, you'd think as you get older, the difference isn't so much, but it's huge up until they're both in their twenties. <laughs> it, it is up until they're both in their twenties. Otherwise, it's like because uh, sixteen and ten are year are miles apart. You know, eighteen yeah, and twelve probably, are miles yeah, apart. I, I think the competition will end at sixteen and ten. No, well, no, she's no, a girl, so it'll stop when she finds when she finds girlfriends, and she just she figures out that boys are stupid. Oh, you know, we had soccer. Uh, she's playing soccer. Guess what the soccer coach said? It's a it's a you know they have co mingling now. It's boys and girls on the same team here in the AYSO of the Inland Empire. Nice. So it's boys and girls, and the boys weren't paying attention, and the coach literally said in front of Chris and my wife. The girls are just better at soccer than boys. (laughs) (laughs) Elvis heard that and he was so upset. He's been talking about it all day. He needs to practice saying, (laughs) he needs to say, say? I was offended and I don't feel safe. (laughs) (laughs) He just kept insisting that's not true. And I I said to him in the car, just coming here, kind of is true. Yes, but we're stronger. That's, that's what you got. True, Elvis. It's kind of true. Girls are better than boys at soccer. I'm sorry. A lot of things. Anyways, I don't make the rules. I just abide by them. 
unless it's crack and heroin going down the freeway. Yeah, well, you got That's get, what we learned any, today. I, by any means necessary. Get them treatment by any means necessary. Exactly. Right? That's so old school, and I totally get that. 100%. Man. Man. When, peop when people go, oh, how could you keep alcohol in the house? And I said, people used to keep alcohol in their cars when they were going to call on 12-step people. If you can't be around it, you're not done. Chuck, I'm a big bump thumper. I don't know if you know this. You know what I tell them when they say that to me? Son, read your big book. Read, your, <laughs> read the chapter working with others, son. You're yeah. supposed to keep some beer in your fridge so you can detox a sick alcoholic at your house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a concept that has lasted time, man. You know, yeah. what, you know what's really funny is we had this, we had this old timer at my beach meeting and she said, she goes, you know, I, we didn't care about feelings and people go into treatment. Now all they talk about is their feelings. She goes, I don't even know what feelings are. Maybe that's not the best thing, but at least I've been sober for 37 years. <laughs> you know, and I go, okay. So somewhere between not knowing what feelings are and all your feelings matter is where we need to be. That's yeah. Co consumed by them, controlled by them or feel them and process them and move on you know move don't on take, don't take them out on don't use them as weapons that's what people do they're weaponizing feelings right, right. so they weaponize it back at you and then the the one that i've been conscious of for you know i think kk barrett taught it to me long before i was sober or ever went to rehab i would say well pete just makes me and kk would say pete doesn't make you do anything yeah. you need to just stop thinking like that and I, so I've been conscious of that because I looked up to KK idolize him that other people don't make other people do things or feel things or fe feel things. Well, we're so used to saying you hurt my feelings, right? And Instead that's okay. Of, you, could, you know, the I statements of when you did that, I felt this, but you didn't make me feel that. That's my reaction based on who I am and how I was raised and what I know, my past experiences, what I'm projecting onto the future from what you said. So it's like, you know, it's that same thing. I could be telling a Dahmer joke in this room and it'll be funny. But that day. I don't think Dahmer jokes are funny. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Serial killer humor is funny. Oh, no, I will no, leave no. you with this. <laughs> I will leave you with this. I'm driving in, in Wisconsin with Patrick, Don't Die Wisconsin Patrick, and he, he's giving me kind of a tour. Here's where Giannis Antetokounmpo lives in this condo building. Here's, here's where the stadium is. Here's where the old stadium is. He kind of gave me a tour of Milwaukee. And then we're driving on this freeway, and he goes, uh, that's where Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th there's the prison there, huh? Because he is from Milwaukee, right? Yeah. I think Jeffrey... Yeah. But he was killed in like a, a jail in 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 Milwaukee, in the proper city of Milwaukee. Do they not have prison? Do they not have property outside in the suburbs where they can put prisons like we do here in California? They got is, that what, is that what happened to Jeffrey Dahmer? He yeah, got he, killed. Got killed. he died by, in, jail, by yeah. other inmates, by other inmates. Yeah, I, I heard it was with a, with a mop. He got he got killed with a mop. Wow. Well, you're a Dahmer expert, Chuck. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. So you guys, I'm telling you that the numbers are going up. The hate has not dissipated and COVID is coming roaring back. And we can talk about that next week. But uh, outdoor concerts are safe. It seems like they did Lollapalooza. Seems all right. The reports you're getting. Ohana Ohana still happening. Ohana is still happening. Coachella is going to happen in April. I think outdoors is good. I was at the Dodger game today. Everything seemed good, but I'm. I did a sound gig last night in Costa Mesa. Outside? No, inside. Yeah, I think inside. Nobody was start. wearing masks except uh, me, man. I was yeah, wearing I a mask. You're gonna see it start closing up here soon. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, punk rock karaoke. Well, punk uh, rockers might. Punk rockers are immune to COVID, so they'll probably keep going. Yeah. Right. But for the most part, I, I really think COVID is going to come roaring back. I, you know, I just, I've been reading so much about it. It's just, you know, and, and this isn't to discount the vaccinations are so good, but I'm pretty shocked that so many people that have been vaccinated are infected. Now they're not dying and you're not right. hospitalized. And that's the idea, right? That's if great. We, well, then they should have sold it as that, Chuck. 
But Biden and his gang and Fauci, they sold it as this is going to cure it and make it go away. I knew it wasn't going to go away. This flu that you get right now, if you had the flu like I had three years ago where I thought I was going to die, that's a distant mutation of the Spanish flu from 1918. The COVID is going to be with us, mutating, changing. more. The whole thing of it is to don't die from it. As hey. soon as nobody dies from it, we're just going to live with it. But until then, you know, it's going to be this kind of chaotic, political, weird, scary shit. So my nice. predictions here, this is the, uh, what is it? The first week of, of August. Eight, my predictions eight, are eight. schools, schools will open and close. Concerts indoors will close. Basketball will be canceled and it will go back to the way that it was. You know, it's just like, I don't know why everybody can't see that. Do, but uh, do we think that's necessary to survive it and to roll with this thing? Or do you think that's just going to be the overreaction? For I think it's going to be the overreaction. I think people are fed up or they're fed up with the, you know, go to Florida, go to a Florida hospital right now. It's, it's not the Santos can't keep this up. You're going to have people dying in the parking lot. So park. let's tell Chuck about the weekend we have at Ohana Fest. Well, we're going, I'm going down there in the RV. We're going to play, me and Mike are going to play by the RV because uh, we're not playing music. So we'll set up a little stage and play by the RV for whoever comes by. And, and then we're doing, we're doing Don't Die on the 26th. Chuck, are you up for that? Oh, yeah. You know what I was frightened of? Is you know, Mike. Most of Mike's friends are going to be going anyway. And then you know, I I got my family and whatever because they asked about guest lists, Chuck. And I started thinking about you, Chuck. What's what are you going to do? You're going to have everybody at your home group wanting free tickets. You're you're in a hot spot, Chuck. No. You're playing Ohana Fest, buddy. Everybody's going to want to <laughs> get on the guest list. We were told that as long as it's not outrageous, it's going to be fine. Well, okay. 10 is an out. I'm talking about 10. I don't need any unless, unless they're going to, I don't need a few. Unless a they're going to charge my kids. Is it five and under is free? Don't ask us, everybody. If you hear, if you, <laughs> if you see us, we can't get you in. Oh, okay, you're just going to need to cut that part out. Sorry. <laughs> Buy a motherfucking ticket. Call Mike Mart. Everybody in Long Beach, everybody in Orange County. If you want to go tape. to Ohana Fest, call Mike Mart. No, nobody's getting in on my ticket. Freeloaders. <laughs> we are really. We are really doing it. It's so exciting. Yeah, so it, fun. Just, I read the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual. Okay. Is, is, Health commissioner of the state of California is going to be speaking. What what is the really? name of the person, Mike? Uh, it's like I don't the know. I forgot. It's like the Surgeon General Chuck, the Surgeon General of California is going to be speaking right on the same stage as us. That's cool. Uh, maybe we can talk about this uh, overdose death thing. Maybe, maybe. That would be it. All right, so you that, guys, I got to go settle this debate that's going on over right, the uh, video game. All right, you guys, love ya. See you later. See you guys later. Don't Don't die. die, Don't die. Don't die. Stop doing that fentanyl. Don't die. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye